critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what's up thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here. Welcome back to another episode of the Filter Through Brain Cell podcast where you get a little bit smarter every time you listen. So if you are listening in real time and as as this podcast episode is coming out and you live in North America, it is back to school season, which looks a little different for everybody, but it's often a time of year when parents are looking at what their students are going to be learning this coming year. And if you're a homeschooler, it's a whole nother level, I'm telling you. <laughs> you might be looking at ways to help your students learn new skills and really important topics. Well, I'm super excited to share two things with you. Number one, I've been working very hard behind the scenes to make Crazy Thinkers a really great resource for you. And doors are going to be opening up again on August 28th. So if you're doing some homeschool planning right now, you might just want to add this to your list as a way to teach your middle or high schooler critical thinking. It is going to consist of a brand new 10-week course that I'm calling Brain Cell University. It's going to help your student master the top 40 fallacies using video, and also it's going to help them learn the skills of good thinking that can be applied to everything else. It also includes my monthly PDF, Brain Gym, where I send out real-life memes, headlines, articles, etc., And I give you the questions to be able to have good conversations and really think well about the things that you're seeing so that you can find the problems behind the thinking and the arguments that are being presented. So this is how you and your student can develop good media discernment. So this is a great way to be able to use what you're learning here in the podcast and go deeper and really solidify and cement the skills of good learning. Okay, so the other thing that I'm excited to share with you is that I'm developing also a sort of curriculum. I'm going to be taking what I'm teaching in Brain Cell University and creating a curriculum for homeschool co-op classes. I have had a lot of requests for this. I have a lot of homeschoolers who listen and they send me emails saying, hey, I'm we're part of a a co-op and I'm teaching a class on logic. I want to use your podcast. Do you have any resources to help you to help me do this? So I'm working on it right now. Um, I am hoping to have it also ready to go by August 28th. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so if you're not on my email list, go to filter through brainsell.com forward slash contact to get signed up in the email list and you'll be the first to hear when it's ready to go. Okay, so let's jump into today's episode by reviewing a fallacy we covered earlier this season, the snow job fallacy. Now, I want to hit you, I want to encourage you, I'm not going to hit you, I want to encourage you to hit pause for just a minute and see if you can remember what the snow job fallacy is. So the snow job fallacy happens when someone just talks and talks or presents information about something that's either totally irrelevant or at best is only marginally relevant to the conversation at hand. It's like a blizzard that covers up and hides everything it snows on. Someone committing the snow job fallacy tries to cover up, misrepresent, or divert attention from something by talking a lot about something else that has very little to do with the topic at hand. So the question to ask yourself if you think you're facing a snow job fallacy is this. What does that have to do with the topic we're discussing? 
Okay, if you want to review or hear more about the snow job fallacy, you can go back and check it out on episode 116. If you're speaking of rolling into a new school year, if you're looking through a new math curriculum, consider checking out CTC Math. They're a sponsor of this show, and I'm so grateful for them. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning. Each level's interactive questions change in difficulty depending on the student's ability and how they're doing in answering the questions. CTC Math uses a smart algorithm that tracks each student's progress and delivers questions based on what they need to learn or review. The student doesn't even know this is happening, but it helps them to build confidence and to master new concepts. So if you want to check it out, go to ctcmath.com today. You can start a free trial and check the show notes to get a 50% discount. Okay, let's dive into today's new fallacy, the divine fallacy. The divine fallacy happens when someone assumes that a certain phenomenon must be the result of divine intervention or a supernatural force, either because they don't know how to explain it otherwise, or because they can't believe that it isn't the case. They can't believe that it couldn't be divine intervention. So this fallacy is a version of the personal incredulity fallacy that we covered back in episode 39. So you might want to listen to that because there are some similarities to this one, but this one is a little bit different and I thought it deserved its own episode. So here's what the divine fallacy sounds like. Gabby wakes up one morning to find a kitten in a box with a bow waiting for her in the living room. She is overjoyed, but she can't imagine how the kitten got there. She exclaims, God brought me a kitten. Okay, so this is a cute little story, but it kind of shows the general gist of this fallacy. Something happened that Gabby couldn't explain, and because she couldn't explain it, she decided it must have been God or divine intervention. But does that really mean that God put the kitten in the living room in the box with the bow? Or was it actually her parents her knew, who knew that she had been wanting a kitten for a long time, bought the kitten and put it there as a fun surprise for Gabby? So I know that, and I, and I know this can get a little um, interesting for people of faith who say, well, she could have prayed for it and this could have been God's way of answering prayer. And don't worry, I'm going to address that in a minute. But for now, let's just go with the fact that this fallacy means that just because somebody doesn't know how to explain something, they automatically attribute it to divine intervention. And it can also go a little bit in some funny directions. So let me give you some more examples of this. These are some real examples from history of this fallacy. At one point, people used to believe that thunder was caused by, quote unquote, the gods. And they also believed that epileptic seizures were caused by demonic possession, because they didn't know how to explain these phenomena otherwise. They hadn't figured out that it was what seizures were, so they thought it was the person was demon-possessed. So that might be a really good example of what the divine fallacy looks and sounds like. Because these people were acting a certain way, does that mean they were demon-possessed? No, they had a medical issue, but they just didn't have the language and they hadn't figured that out yet. The, um, The Salem witch trials, are infamous for accusing women of being witches because they used they did things like using herbs to help heal people. They didn't understand how these herbs could help heal people, so they just assumed it must be witchcraft. That's another example. 
Now, the problem behind the thinking in the divine fallacy is that just because we can't explain or understand something doesn't mean there isn't an explanation. I find it interesting that we even have common language for this in our culture. When a natural weather disaster happens, it's called an act of God. And some property insurance claims will even have clauses that specifically address what are called acts of God. Interesting, huh? It's, you know, so we have to ask, is it really God that's causing tornadoes, floods, and hurricanes? Or are there natural conditions that lead to those weather phenomena happening? Now, I want to say that, I want to say this, as a Christian, I do believe that there are things that can only be attributed to God. I believe he's living and active in our lives and in the world today. So for me, it's not a stretch to allow space for that. But I'm also careful to know that sometimes there are explanations to things that I just don't know about because I haven't learned about it. Just because someone expresses belief in things like religion or God or supernatural forces doesn't necessarily mean they're committing the divine fallacy. It's a divine fallacy when people assume that this is the only possible explanation for a certain phenomena, either because they don't know how to explain it any other way, or they don't want to believe that there could be any other explanation for it. Now, interestingly, there are other versions of this fallacy. People who believe in God tend to assume that because something is amazing or unbelievable, it has to be God. But there are also people who will assume that because something is amazing or unbelievable, that it has to be aliens or that it has to be due to some paranormal force or activity. And while that might sound crazy, I'm telling you, there are TV shows about this very thing. In fact, I just watched one recently where a group of scientists were trying to find answers to some weird, unexplainable stuff that was happening on a particular property. And because they couldn't figure it out, they were assuming and attributing it to aliens. So the question to ask yourself is, if you think you're facing a divine fallacy, is this, maybe it's God or maybe it's some other force, but could there be another explanation that I just don't know about yet? Maybe it's God, but could there be another explanation that I don't know about yet? Okay, so that's it for today, y'all. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughbraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughbraincell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughbraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.